Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I've decided I want to talk about pets today. I want to talk about the animals in our lives, why they're valuable, when they're not valuable, and should you get one if you don't have one? Let's let's talk about it. I think it'll be a bit of fun. So let's dive in. Okay, so in all my years of doing this podcast, I've never done one specifically on dyslexia and animals. Now, why haven't I ever done one? Well, to be blatantly honest, I don't think there is a direct link. It's not like animals can help you spell better or understand symbolic language. Uh, It's just not what they do. You know, if you do have a parrot that can talk and write for you, fantastic, but it's probably not the norm, right? But one thing I can say that I've seen a lot is that many of us with dyslexia, ADHD, anxiety, use pets to help calm us down and help us enjoy life that little bit better. You know, animals have been well known, especially, you know, certain dogs and cats, to actually bring joy into people's lives. Because it's not that the animals per se have any direct impact on dyslexia, but they do have an impact on some of the challenges that come with it. The anxiety, the feeling not good enough, the overthinking. You know, let's just touch on that for a second. If you're overthinking about the future and you're stuck in your head about what could go wrong or what you need to plan or what you need to do, and then along pops your friendly dog holding a tennis ball or starting, like like we've got this little poodle Uh, You know, it wasn't my dog, it was my wife's dog, but I've fallen in love with it. And this dog just licks you all the time on your hand and every, like just, it's just one of these things that it does, but it does it in a real cute way. And so you, you just can't be stuck overthinking about the world when you have this cute little animal that wants to play with you, wants to love you, wants to sit on you and have its back scratched. Like it really helps bring you back into the present. Animals have just an amazing way of doing it. Not to mention, if you've got a dog, for example, you'll probably end up taking it for walks, which again is just another benefit of actually, um, you know, getting your mental health in a better place, lowering anxiety, lowering cortisol. When you've got a dog that needs to be walked, you've got to get out and do it. And sometimes what I've seen with a lot of dyslexics is we're, we're much better at helping other people than ourselves. We'll put other people's or other animals you know, needs ahead of ours. The dog needs a walk, okay, I'll go do it. But if I need a walk, sometimes I'll put that off if I'm feeling a bit lazy. Does that make sense? You know, it's very common. And there's no there's no special animal you have to have. You know, if it's a cat is your thing, cat, cats used to be my thing, and now I'm now I'm in the dog world. But it's it's about having something there that just loves you for who you are. You know, it's many dyslexics talk about their mothers being really good to them or being a real important role model, someone who kind of pushed them through when it got really tough. And they just love them without any question, without any judgment. And I think there's something beautiful with animals like that. You know, animals don't judge you because you misspelt an email or you got something wrong on a test. They just love you for being you. And I think for many of us, especially a few of us that have maybe ADHD or some some potential autistic traits that are uh, to do with issues around being social, you know, animals can be great. They don't, they don't, as I say, they don't talk back. They don't judge you. They don't make you feel not good enough. They don't say, why didn't you get off the couch? You know, they just love you, whatever you do. And 
you know, anything that can lower that anxiety or that stress is good. It's positive. You know, have you got an animal in your life? Do you have a pet that you're, you know, that's been important to you? Maybe you don't have one at the moment. Maybe you're getting one. Maybe you're getting a second pet. You know, it's about trying to balance it. And I've seen like, you know, like talking about, you know, family members. We've got a, we've got a family member who has a, you know, a couple that have a dog that they just love. Absolutely love it like a kid. Because to be blatantly honest, animals are a bit easier than children sometimes. And I think you may see children, you know, you may see more and more neurodiverse families choosing to just have an animal rather than kids. Because kids feel too scary and overwhelming in this mad world. I'm sure we all have friends that, you know, have fur babies rather than real babies. And I think that's going to become a bigger and bigger occurrence, especially for right brain thinkers out there. You know, and so what are, What am I trying to get across with this podcast? You know, I, I started, I wanted to do this topic because, you know, I wanted to shout out to the animals in my life. You know, there have been times where, you know, I've been really socially reclusive. I've just not wanted to go out. I, you know, this is probably in a bit of my younger years. Um, I haven't felt good enough. I felt, you know, useless and and... And there was always a cat most of the time for me that would curl up on my bed and allow, you know, I'd pat it away and it would purr and it would just, it would just make everything feel better. It would just make everything feel just that little bit easier. And that was just, it was so powerful. Like it, there is, there is no, no issue with it. Like I was chatting to someone the other day who takes a, a dog, their anxiety dog on planes because it makes such a massive impact to them, you know, and so like it's, it's animals just have this way, you know, this way of changing your whole outlook in the moment. And I really bring it back to the ability for an animal to bring you into the present, because I just see so many of us right brain thinkers, our brains are so powerful, they just, they just leave the present moment. You know, we're always up in our heads, dreaming, daydreaming. But when there's an animal, like a cat, that walks around your legs, you're back, right? And so animals can be a massive, massive way of doing it. And, and you know, they're usually not that needy in the grand scheme of things. I'm sure a few of you out there are saying you know a needy dog. I'll ask a question on Spotify if you do listen to me on there to answer. Or pop me your thoughts in the group um, of what animals have done for you and have they helped you in your dyslexic life. But that's what I wanted to share today, guys. Where can you house-sit a dog? Can you can you borrow an animal if you don't have one and just see how much it makes you feel better? You know, just see the difference it changes in your, you know, makes in your life. Maybe you've been putting off getting a cat or a dog because you, you're worried about looking after them when we can sometimes barely look after ourselves. But maybe take a risk. It could just be the best thing that's happened to you. So just what I want to share, guys. Have an epic rest of your day and I'll be back next week.